What are kids really thinking and feeling? Sometimes it's hard to know. The thousands of letters and emails kids send to Highlights Magazine every year help us keep our finger on the pulse of kids. We think they can also help you. So each week on this podcast, we talk with friends and experts about the things kids share with us and about making a world that honors children's voices. Lean in and listen to learn what kids want their grown-ups to know about being a kid today. I'm Christine French-Cully, and you are listening to Dear Highlights. Dear Highlights, I have a problem Dear with controlling my temper. I your at night, and I miss I you all the I get keys. I love your Highlights. We're talking today about grandparents and the important role they play or can play in the lives of children. For some families, of course, helping kids develop a strong bond with a grandparent is impossible or may not be a good idea. But when it is, it's a win for kids and a win for their elders. Grandparents show up in kids' letters to highlights in a variety of ways. As you might expect, kids sometimes write to us when they fear the loss of a grandparent they love. Recently, for example, we received this letter. Dear Highlights, my grandma has cancer. My parents don't talk about it, even though I know about her being sick. I am very sad and I don't know what to do. And also this one, Dear Highlights, my grandparents are moving away. I'm going to miss them. I'm happy for them, but I still feel sad. And here's a letter from a child who sought and considered advice from a grandparent. Dear Highlights, I've been saving money in the bank for two years, eight-year-old Stephen wrote. What do you think I ought to do with it? My grandfather says I should buy stocks. And this is one of my favorite letters, which I think illustrates how important it is for some kids that their grandparents think well of them. Nine-year-old Jake wrote, Dear Highlights, Sometimes I cuss, say bad words. When my grandparents are not around, I want to stop cussing. P.S. I'm not telling my grandparents that I cuss. (laughs) Perinatal educators Nancy Sanchez and Marilyn Swartz teach a class titled Grandparents Seminar, Grandparenting in 2021 for Stanford Children's Health in California. They're joining us today to celebrate the great institution of grandparenting and to talk about how families can set up grandparent relationships to succeed. So thank you both for talking with us today and welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. So let's start by talking about how you came to teach a class about grandparenting. What were you hearing that made you think this class might be needed? Well, I think I started the grandparent class um, probably 16 years ago through at Packard. And um, at the time, it was a lot of information from our couples, because both Nancy and I are working with couples all the time, about how grandparents and parents can provide the best for their child and grandchild. And so I came at it from a um, basically a nursing perspective about um, being informed on the transition new parents were going through with their new baby and how grandparents can best adjust to support that. Because things have changed from the time 
they had their children. Um, and so through the grandparent class, we brought them all up to the same information that the parents were hearing in our classes. And many times we would teach the parents and we would also teach the grandparents. So it's been a work in progress until we come to today, 2021, and the big transition our parents and our grandparents have had to make during this period of pandemic time. I just wanted to add that as a family therapist, um, I was managing the program years back when, when Marilyn uh, started teaching the class for us. And, and we tried to cover all relationships involved in the perinatal couple, in the new family. So as Marilyn said so well, we kept finding over and over again in um, talking with new parents that there were um, issues that um, came up between parent and grandparent that could uh, be resolved possibly with some extra information and extra encouragement. So kids need grandparents, but new parents might sometimes disagree with their parents about parenting methods and rules, which is what I think I hear you saying happens. What can grandparents do to make sure that they are welcome and invited into the lives of their grandchildren? Well, we begin by um, encouraging grandparents to realize that you are still parenting. You are still parenting your child who is now an adult and a new parent. You're, I always use the metaphor of when you taught them to uh, to ride a two-wheel bike, you know, and they were on the bike and you were in the back just helping them get their balance, holding on, holding on until you could let go. That's really what um, grandparents are there to do, to provide support for the parents and not to intervene. You are not the parent of, of this new baby, but you are, uh, you are still the parent of this a newly formed parent. Uh, you know, your child is becoming a parent. So uh, Marilyn has a more direct way of of uh, addressing that in class. Marilyn, you want to share what you say to the rules for grandparents? The rules for grandparents, and it's been well, well received, is to zip your lip and bite your tongue <laughs> and let the parents parent. And, and the grandparents have always taken and, and really appreciated those simple tips. Those are simple, but that doesn't mean they're easy. <laughs> well, for sure, because I think for grandparents, when we see our children doing things differently from the way we did things back in the day, um, it can be somewhat threatening. It kind of It's kind of a feeling like, well, wasn't this good enough for you? And did I do things the wrong way back then? And so um, it becomes kind of a dance between the parent and the grandparent. As a parent has to be a little careful about how they uh, approach, you know, we're not doing this way anymore, mom, kind of thing, uh, because, because mom can get feelings hurt. So uh, one of the points we make with parents is is to try to, uh, with grandparents, I, I should say, is, you know, to try to understand that that uh, things change and things will even change for your children when this baby is, an, is a parent some days. So. Okay, so we can't be too prickly about it, grandparents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and what can parents do to help grandparents build great relationships with their kids? 
I think um, perhaps ahead of time, but um, we're talking mostly um, for uh, couples just having their first baby. Um, we're talking about having the communication open before the baby comes, particularly, and uh, letting each other know what they're hoping to be able to provide for this baby and how their relationship works. Um, for example, um, do we want to inform the grandparents that all babies need to be on their back to sleep so that that's not going to be an issue ahead of time and, and give them some information as to why. And grandparents appreciate that. And then as Nancy was referring to, they don't feel like they're behind the eight ball, that this is, this is totally something that they want to be informed about and why. And that has been well, well received. Don't you think so, Nancy? Absolutely. And, you know, we go through the nitty gritty of, you know, who's going to come to visit the baby? What are they going to do with the baby? D encouraging parents to kind of get that information out there in, in advance. One of the big topics, actually, that we come up with in class these days is social media because uh, parents, we tell parents, decide how you want to deal with social media with your um, new child and ex express that to grandparents because interestingly that's one of the areas of conflict when grandma posts um, photos of the baby or announces the baby's birth you know on Facebook or Instagram or one of those uh, one of those uh, media outlets and, and parents feel that that they broached you know something that that kind of was a parent's realm to do or not do you know so even that uh, it becomes something that we we give uh, parents the heads up on how to prepare the grandparent for how they would like things to go. Mm. Those are good tips. Some proactive uh, conversations. You know, it highlights we believe that children need many caring grown-ups in their lives, and grandparents do have so much to offer kids. What do you think are some of the special benefits kids get from a great relationship with the grandparent? Why is it so important to make sure that we do everything we can to, to get this right? Well, in one of our classes, we asked the grandparents what they would like to provide for their children, their grandchildren, and, and the beautiful thoughts that they would be like, like to do just for that grandchild comes in a myriad of way because the grandparents remember their own grandparents mostly with the term unconditional love. And as they look back on their grandparenting and what they hope they will be able to provide to this, these new children, these grandchildren, is unconditional love. And however they deliver that, whether it's teaching them cooking or taking them fishing. Those are the dreams. And um, that can only benefit the couple, the parents, the new child or the growing child, and what rewards that the grandparents receive from that. I totally agree. I, I, I think um, the relationship between a, a, for a child who's fortunate enough to have grandparent, that relationship with the grandparent is so special. You know, our parents are so busy caring for not only the psychological needs of the child, but the physical needs of the child. And, you know, am I doing this well? And is the laundry done? And is the dinner cooked? 
the grandparent is a step back and can be someone who has more time for the child, more time to sit and listen. And it becomes sometimes in the ideal situation, kind of a safe place for the child, you know, to to have that special safe relationship. Uh, So it's very beneficial for the child. And many experts, Mary Pfeiffer being one, um, have written about that special relationship that the for the child that the grandparent provides. So it sounds like kids who don't have engaged grandparents in their lives might be missing out on something really wonderful. Yet for some families, there are really good reasons why grandparents can't be a part of their children's lives or shouldn't be. Can you talk a little bit about surrogate grandparenting or can you give parents uh, other advice for ways to fill that gap in their lives of their children? You know, I had a mother in my mother's group once who told us that what what her goal was, it was to surround her child with loving adults and to understand that there are many loving adults in the world. And I think that's basically what you're talking about is to just identify people um, who can be around the child, who, you know, you can really trust them and they can provide that grandparent role. It doesn't necessarily have to be related to DNA, you know, it could be just the fact that uh, that this person has a special interest they can share with the child. He can provide uh, lots of um, lots of support for that child and, and a safe place for that child. So uh, that comes up as well. We have aunts and uncles and cousins and all kinds of people around a, a a new couple who are having a baby who want to be involved with that with that child. We sometimes refer to it as a loving grand other. Mm, I love that. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, well, I'm going to be a new grandmother for the first time very soon. So I have been taking copious notes here. And I've heard loud and clear that I'm going to need to keep a lot of my opinions to myself and to learn some new things. Um, Do you have any other advice for me or people like me? Well, I want to say that you sometimes people come to our classes because they want to learn how to be a grandparent. And you've already got that, you know, you already when that baby is born, you are a grandmother. That is you are in that role. And I think that's important to recognize the importance of the role for you, the meaning for you in your own life and go with that with an open heart. And I think you'll do just fine. Well, I'm very excited. My heart is wide open. (laughs) At Highlights, one of our core beliefs is that children are the world's most important people. If we as a society truly believed that, how would families behave differently? It would be change the world, wouldn't it? If if everyone was convinced that children are are really central to to the well-being of this world. Um, I think there would be probably, in my, I'm just going with this, Marilyn, please let me know. My feeling is um, there would be sort of less um, concern about keeping the, the child busy and more concern with listening to the child, to the wisdom of the child, and uh, allowing the child to, to um really lavish in childhood, to really enjoy childhood. Um, I, th- I think the hurried child is sometimes a result of, of parents wanting to, not wanting to be, it sounds kind of negative, but not wanting to necessarily be um, 
uh, involved in the child all the time. And instead, if we just let the child be a child and, and teach us from their childhood, I think that would make a big difference. And, and I think from a grandparent perspective that taking the time and the enjoyment to see the world as children see it will open up so many more avenues for all of us because grandparents always have the time, it seems. Parents may not, but if they can, as Nancy said, listen to what the child is thinking or sharing, our world would be so much better from that innocent, unbiased, not having any influences from our world. It would be a beautiful world from the view of a child. Well, may we all aspire to that. Thank you so much. This has been like a master's class on grandparenting. I didn't know I needed it, but I'm so glad I have it. And I know that many of our listeners feel the same way. Thank you for all you do in the interest of kids and families. And thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Christine. Yes, Christine. Best wishes to you. Yes. Thank you. We are honored to be able to elevate kids' voices and imagine a world where grown-ups take seriously kids' concerns and act on them. Whether a child's concern is big or small, unique or universal, serious or sure to work itself out, it's real to the child and matters deeply. We've come to see that in every letter kids have sent to us over the years, there are implicit, overarching questions embedded within. Do you care? Am I loved? Do I have a place in the world, a place in the lives of the people I love? We hope kids believe us when we say in many more words, yes, yes, yes. Let's all lean in to give kids what they really need and want, more listening, more understanding, and more connecting. This podcast is an extension of the book, Dear Highlights, What Adults Can Learn from 75 Years of Letters and Conversations with Kids, available now wherever books are sold. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review to help us reach more grown-ups who care about kids. Special thanks to the producer of this podcast, Hilary Bates, and also to our audio engineer, Ted Weckbacher.